Welcome to this week's Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn. And I'm Eric Skelly. And this week we're talking about Tchaikovsky's Eugene Onegin, Eric. Yeah, this is a really interesting piece. It's got a libretto after the Pushkin novel by the composer and another collaborator. And it, it's one of those operas that you almost feel like the libretto could work as a dramatic piece all by itself without the music, although who would want to be without this music? <laughs> <laughs> it debuted in Moscow in 1879. It's Tchaikovsky at his most lushly romantic, perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. All his romantic proclivities are in full force here. I, I always think this is an interesting uh, opera in the same way that Rigoletto and, and Madame Butterfly are, are interesting operas in that you have, well, in this case, you, the protagonist himself is a really uh, not necessarily likable guy a lot of the time. That would be Eugene. That would be Eugene, Yevgeny right. himself. He's an arrogant jerk. <laughs> let's be just, <laughs> let's just put it out there. He is an arrogant jerk. He's a charming arrogant jerk. And with the right uh, baritone in the role, uh, you as the audience member can be, you know, sort of uh, seduced right along with Tatiana uh, into understanding what is so magnetic about this man that, you know, leads someone like Tatiana to fall in love with him. But his actions are pretty reprehensible. Right. He is in his early 20s. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tatiana, you mentioned, is in her mid-late teens. Yes. Set this up for us. How do they meet? Well, Tatiana has a sister named Olga, and Olga has been seeing this young man named Lensky. And one afternoon, Lensky brings by this friend of his, Eugene Onegin, uh, as he comes to, to visit Olga. And that's when Tatiana and Onegin himself meet. And Tatiana, being this young girl, you know, uh, given to flights of romantic fancy, falls instantly, you know, smitten with this dashing, handsome young man that, that comes a-calling. In fact, when the opera opens, she's with her mother, they're outside, and she's reading one of these romantic novels. Indeed. She's completely engrossed by that, uh, you know, the sort of the Jane Austen type thing. Yeah, her youth is really emphasized here. In a later scene, which is probably one of the most famous scenes in the opera, it's called Tatiana's Letter Scene, she sits down before going to bed. She, she's so excited about meeting this man, she can't sleep. And she has to write to him and tell him exactly how she feels. And as she writes the letter, we hear what she's writing in this amazing scene uh, for Soprano. I mean, it goes on for, oh, I want to say 10, maybe even 15 minutes. Hmm. And she just pours her heart out. And all these surging passions, you know, come to the fore and... and uh, you know, finally finishes the letter and, and seals it up and, and calls her nurse to, to deliver it. And she's, she's just sort of, she feels this exhilaration having poured out her heart to this man. And she, she's certain that he's going to respond in kind and, uh, or at least favorably uh, to her honesty and her, her sincerity. Let's talk about what is her real motivation. She's she's young. Yes. And impressionable. Absolutely. And, of course, there's no real basis for her feeling that there's going to be anything to come of this. It's just her predisposition, the age that she is, the the literature that she's reading, and she just conceives of this big sort of love affair with Onegin. Yes, and she forecasts in her head as, as you know, most people at some time in their lives do that. You meet somebody and you feel this 
intense connection and they you know you know without having any history with them at all you 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 fantasize about what your life could be like and you and this this whole future is 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 played out in your head and and to you to to Tatiana it's very very real unfortunately it has no basis in reality, reality. whatsoever <laughs> but that's you know that's what being young is right so how does Onegin respond to the letter, and how does she receive word of his response? Oh boy, uh, she has an assignation with him, to, uh, and she thinks that uh, this is going to be when he tells her how impressed he is, and and uh, hopefully even reciprocates her feelings. And in fact, he very curtly and very arrogantly dismisses it as the flight of fancy of a young girl, and just leaves her devastated. It's not just her age, though, is it? It's her circumstance. We're in the country, and he doesn't see himself being with somebody, with, with a country girl. No, he, they're, they're uh, boring bourgeois to him. You know, he, he fancies himself more of a man of the world, and he's destined for uh, bigger, better, more important things, and uh, he, he just absolutely brushes her off in the most brusque, brutal manner possible and leaves her completely devastated. To make matters worse, Eric, there is a ball a little bit later that Lensky brings Onyegin to. Tatiana is there with Olga, her sister, yes. who is engaged to Lensky, yes. is going to get married to him. Yes. And again, there are some <laughs> shenanigans that go on between Olga and Onyegin. Yes, well, Olga is a flirt, and uh, Onyegin is bored. And uh, Onyegin, being the entitled jerk <laughs> that he can certainly be, flirts shamelessly with Olga at this party. She trying to make Lensky, you know, jealous and uh, take more notice of her, and he, he's just bored. He's just doing it out of sheer boredom. And so they he, keep dancing with each other. And he, and he regards these people as sort of, you know, lesser than, and he can just sort of toy with them uh, for his own amusement. And uh, it, it escalates to the point where Lenski is, is just outraged by Onyegin's behavior and calls him out on it. And uh, the result is that they resolve to solve their differences uh, uh, with pistols on the dueling field. And that very sadly and tragically comes to a very uh, ignoble end for, for Lenski. Uh, as Onyegin, quote unquote, wins the duel, but has, you know, quite the wake-up call when he suddenly realizes. And, and he tries to get out of it, but Lenski is determined to move forward with this. And Onyegin has a wake-up call as he suddenly has realized that because of his behavior and his reprehensible behavior, he has just killed his friend. He's murdered his friend, in essence. This is at the end of Act 2. Act 3 is three or four years later, and Onyegin has spent his time traveling around Europe trying to, to escape from the feelings that he had in, in killing Lenski. Yeah. And another ball he comes across Tatiana again. In very, very different circumstances. She has married very well. <laughs> She's married a man, uh, Prince Gremin, who is much older than she is, uh, but whose circumstances are much greater than the circumstances in which she grew up. 
He's, he is a prince. Right, he's a prince. He's, he's very got, wealthy. He's got social standing. He's got money. And Tatiana has lucked out. Yes. She's married a man who treats her well, who loves her intensely. As Gremin says in a, in a very beautiful aria, it's a very famous aria, it's not the passionate love that she dreamed of as a young girl. It's a mature relationship. It's not the romantic relationship that she thought she would have. But he genuinely loves her, and she, in turn, uh, seems to genuinely love him. And so when Yegan catches sight of Tatiana point two. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call Tatiana two point oh. Princess Tatiana. Yeah, now. Princess right. Tatiana two two point oh, and is is to uh, to borrow the British term gobsmacked <laughs> at this uh, amazing woman who's who's that the, the young girl has grown into. She's beautiful. She's sophisticated. She's poised. She's sophisticated. Right. She's bejeweled. She's <laughs> she's everything that he always thought he wanted. Right. And uh, and he still wants it now. Well, now he does. Right. And now he wants it very, very, very badly. She's married to somebody else. Yes. She's still tempted, though. She's, but she... She has feelings for him, but they're now repressed behind, you know, this... Um, it's not a facade, but she has a, she has a, a persona that she now embodies uh, of an aristocratic woman. She has a husband that she really does love and does not want to betray. She still has feelings for Onyegin, but it's a no-go for her. Onyegin writes her a letter. Yes. And comes to see her for the response, if you like. And he is still pleading his case. Well, the, the situation's completely reversed now. Right. <laughs> Before, she was pleading her case and pouring her feelings out to him, and he cruelly rebuffed her. Now, he is the broken man, and he is completely, desperately in love with her and, and wanting to have it reciprocated. And um, while she still has feelings for him, for her, it's a no. You know, she, she has made a commitment to this man that she's married to, and to she's not going to uh, she's not going to jeopardize that relationship. And Jon Yegin is forced to accept the reality of his situation. He's he's lost Tatiana, and he's lost Lensky, and he has to live with himself for the rest of his life. And he's devastated. He's completely devastated at the end of the opera. He just he just cries out and and falls to his knees. He has he has nothing. He he he's he's sort of a shell of a man at the end. So really, we're dealing here with a quintessential tragedy. Yeah, oh, big time. Where, wherein uh, the protagonist's tragic flaws bring him completely down by the end, of the, uh, the end of the work. And have a devastating effect on those around him as well. Absolutely. Well, that's Tchaikovsky's Eugene Onyegin. That's this week's Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn. And I'm Eric Skelly. Thank you very much for listening.